Hello, you wonderful woman. Welcome to the Love is Coming podcast. I'm your host, Persia Lawson, one of the UK's most successful love coaches, according to the Times Magazine, and author of the book, Love is Coming. It's my mission through this podcast to help single women, specifically female leaders, get powerful, soul-expanding relationships that revolutionize your growth, impact, and happiness during your time on planet Earth. Let's get straight to it. Hey everyone, welcome back. It has been a long bloody hiatus from this podcast. I actually can't remember the last time I did one, an episode. I think it was it was definitely a long time before the wedding. So you may know if you follow me for a while that I got married um, this summer. And this is the first ever episode I have recorded, not only as a wife, but I'm recording it here with my husband, Mr. Joey Wilderness himself. Wow. Welcome to the show, babe. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You have to speak closer. Thank you for having me. Thanks very much. It's nice to be here. <laughs> so um, we have, as just mentioned this summer, we both fulfilled one of our individual and joint bucket list goals, which was not actually even to get married. It was to have our own festival. We just sort of slipped the wedding in there. Um, so, Joe, how do you think we did putting on a wedding festival? Uh, I, th- I think on a scale of festival weddings slash weddings full stop it was it was up there with top bar of what you can achieve if you really put your mind to it and um and step in with like your own creativity and and madness and it was just a very, it was a very personal touch wasn't it it was it, it was indeed uh I, I have to say i think we did a bloody good job it was stressful as anything uh for me um in the run-up but it was not for you but it was me but basically a lot of what we're going to be sharing in this episode today joe and i we actually did quite unconsciously um but it worked in terms of of um the creating of a vision etc and and manifesting and attracting a partner who was on the same wavelength as us so in this episode we're going to be sharing Number one, how I reverse engineered manifesting my vision sharing man. Number two, leveraging your type A personality to become a match for your dream relationship. And also the secret to getting potential partners hooked on you right from date one. So Joe has absolutely no idea what I'm going to be throwing at him in this episode. I'm just going to wing it and hope for the best. At least it will be authentic. At the very least, hopefully. Okay, so how I reverse engineered manifesting my vision sharing man. So this is something I'm bang on about all the bloody time. You need to be really clear on what your vision is, what type of person, what type of relationship would actually make you happy. Because if you don't, you will get the same results I used to and you'll just attract any old person in. And it, it you know, soon enough, you'll find out that this person has completely different values from you, wants a completely different future. And you don't even like spending your downtime in the same way, which doesn't, it's not ideal for a romantic relationship. If you don't know what would make you happy, you need to spend some serious time finding out. And that is our dog who's just come in the room. And if you hear little whimpers, he's, he's very attention seeking with our attention. You know, if even if Joe and I hug or kiss, like he loses his shit, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Doesn't like it. Doesn't like it. So you can get some real clarity right now by downloading my free ebook, Seven Steps to a True Power Couple Relationship. It's 100% free. You can check it out via the link in my show notes. So that's going to give you a lot of what we're talking about here today. 
but it's also going to give you a lot of extra stuff that's going to be very useful, very practical, tangible tips on how to get yourself in a place to attract in the right kind of relationship for you. So before I met Joe, I don't worry, babe, you are going to be speaking in a minute. (laughs) Before I met you, um, I knew I needed a partner who, and this was, by the way, this was from trial and error because I'd had many partners before who just, we were not on the same page. So I was clear, I needed someone who was up for traveling and festivals because those two things I loved. Someone who was outdoorsy and loved nature, but who was also social because I had zero interest in babysitting a boyfriend. Had that experience once. It wasn't for me. I needed someone who was fun and adventurous, which are, these are qualities that I had manifested in a partner before, but the problem was that person or those people were were not the most reliable or loyal and so I felt anxious the whole time I might have fun with them but I'd also feel really anxious so I wanted someone reliable so Joe, I would love to know before we met had you thought much about what type of partner you want in the future or what was important to you um yeah I mean I suppose I um I wanted someone who equally I didn't have to babysit because I'm very much a free-spirited uh, soul, um, and um, and someone I could enjoy all of my passions, and the same as you, festivals, traveling is a huge part of my life, um, and um, and you're someone who our, our lives kind of fit is coincided with that. Um, but also we were allowed to go off and do our own adventures and they could go off and do their own adventures and there was never any jealousy or, um, or, or issues that would come up because of that. Great, Bill. I'm just going to ask you to pop your phone on flight mode there because I think that's going to go off. So, yeah, I, um, I think we were both on the same page. I think I'd done a lot more intentional work, but it's something Joe had obviously thought of. So... Our wedding, um, obviously, we created a festival, which we are going to be doing again next year, Peace and Love Festival. Um, what was what was the intention for you, or what is the intention for you behind this? Why is it important to you? A Peace and Love Festival? Yes. As an event. Um, well, it gives me the opportunity to use the skills that I've picked up from years of working in the film industry. Um, and transfer them into doing something that I really love and am passionate about, which is is festivals. I've always um, dreamed of the idea of getting involved in some way in in the festival scene, and I think that you know this is really the the beginning of it. I, I think I'm probably going to branch out into other avenues, which are also coming from the back of this. Um, but it's it's really to host um, a special event with everything that we love from festivals, years of going to festivals, um, but then also bringing together um, the best of people, which ultimately is what makes a festival. Um, you can have all the best music in the world, um, but if the festival's full of absolute plonkers, then it's this, it's soulless. Whereas if you start yeah. it with a real pure um, energy and message and, and the vibes and the people and uh, to an extent, actually, the, the music that you get to play attracts that. Um, you know, we've just been to Shambhala this weekend and festival. it's uh, and Shambhala Festival. And it's um it's just pure, it's full, full of the purest, purest souls. So I think we want to try and um create something very similar to that. And you know, we're very fortunate because Persia and I are, are wonderful people. <laughs> um we we attract good people and um our wedding was a 
a prime example of of that of, of just all the incredible humans that we've known for all walks of life all brought together in this massive mishmash of love and um to celebrate us and um and as we want to sort of give something back but then also um be able to create um an, an element of, of where anything goes to charity so there's also a positive effect of hosting this um incredible event um it's not just for the party but actually we're going to give something back to the world and do something good and this is the definition of a true power couple relationship so it's not the relationship is not just about the two of you it's about how you can create a positive ripple um in in you know among your loved ones but also in the world at large and that actually is what makes the relationship feel so exciting because you're growing and evolving giving back together and one other thing that we're going to be doing, um, we are officially running our first retreat together in Goa in February 2023. If you're interested in um, coming on one of our treats, retreats at some point, do send me a DM on Instagram at Persia Lawson. We'd love to hear from you. Um, it's going to be mega. And let me tell you, it's going to be very different from any retreat that I've ever seen because we wanted to do something different um, and something that felt very in line with us. So I think what you have shared there, babe, is it's interesting because oh, reggae. Shut up. Sorry, it's so annoying. Um, we were so intentional with the energy and the vibe that we wanted to create with the wedding and the festival. Um, so we're so clear on that. And I've realized just listening to you talking, that's exactly what I did before the relate like getting a relationship. It's like super intentional around how I wanted it to feel, not around what what the you know, what my partner would look like, but around how the relationship would feel, how I would feel about myself in that mm. dynamic um, and, the, and the kind of lifestyle, you know, that I think this doesn't get talked about enough, the kind of lifestyle you want to have. And I'm, I'm not talking about oh, like being like rolling in it. Do you, do you, are you like outdoorsy or do you just want to be in restaurants all the time? Are you a city pub? Whatever it is, those things, they, they matter. And they, you know, the longer you are in a relationship, it's good to have things that are different but you need to have enough that's the same so that you actually like spending your time in similar ways, at least sometimes. Okay, so moving on to number two. So leveraging your Taipei personality to become a match for your dream relationship. So according to Wikipedia, Taipei and Type B personality hypothesis describes two contrasting personality types. So in this hypothesis, personalities that are more competitive, highly organized, ambitious, impatient, <laughs> highly aware of time management or aggressive are labeled Type A. That is definitely me. While a more relaxed, less neurotic and frantic and receptive personalities are labeled type B. That is literally you and me. Like yeah. I'm definitely type A and you are definitely type B. And I think it's an example of where opposites absolutely attract. And it's not to say it can't work having two type A's or two type B's together. But I think, you know, again, what I've learned, not just about marriage, but a long-term relationship is it's, you know, after the first year or whatever, when the, the honeymoon phase is over in, in that form which I always thought was like a travesty but actually what makes it exciting like in those early days is building something together and you know being a team and so having different strengths and different weaknesses is actually really great so okay Joe I'm interested this this could be a really terrible idea but I'm interested to hear your thoughts on the differences in our personalities just remember I'm your very recent wife so be nice um but honest I am very laid back, 
free going don't really ever overthink anything i kind of either go into things or i don't go into things um i don't really worry about stuff really um but a lot of that is just put into the back of my mind and it just vanishes and erases. it's not necessarily a good thing because you don't always deal with everything um whereas you do worry about things mm-hmm. and overthink things um and I think that, um, I mean, on, on, a, on, a, on a balance of, of uh, it, it, it kind of balances us out, right? Because Any nice things you could say about me, babe? Well, it is, a ni- it is nice that we balance <laughs> you, it out. You because, worry. Well, no, because it's, it's actually a good thing. Because if I, if, if like, I well, think about I live things, like this all I plan- the time, I never, I never, I don't know if, what would ever happen. But um, I do dread to think, babe, things. with love, where you would be right now had you not met me. Yeah. <laughs> You'd probably be happy as a pig and shit, to be honest. Living, living in a skip or something. <laughs> yeah, like stick at the dump. Um, you, you're, you're very like caring. You like you really give care about your friendships and relationships. Um, which actually I think we're both very mm-hmm. similar in in that sense. It's it's a really important um part to us um you are amazing at english and uh, i am not <laughs> at all <laughs> um and um yeah there, i mean there's there's, there's so lots many. there's lots of similar things and lots of different yeah same too, same but different as but i said in my wedding speech the most important thing is the fact that we are different is a good thing because it sort of it levels the playing fields and it means that I'm not too extreme and then you're not too nervous and actually me being really carefree allows you to be more carefree because you actually look at it and you're like well yeah akuna matata and you're definitely <laughs> definitely tidier and cleaner because of me just slightly but not Should, no no i mean still a long way to go um okay so most of the people listening guaranteed because certainly most of my clients are will be taipeis <laughs> if you identify as a uh, as you know a high achieving successful lady oh man if you have to be listening you're probably a taipei so what i have what i did to leverage that my taipei personality was essentially to act my way into my vision so joe oh okay he's come up for a kiss joe did this very naturally before we met i don't think he thought about it i did it very consciously and intentionally so it's very simple and it's quite fun it's like create the life that you desire to have in this relationship that you kind of fantasize about so that it stops being this thing that's in the future and is unattainable. And you're like, I'm already living that existence. Like I'm already living the life I would like to be living. Yeah, I might not be having sex or as much sex or whatever, but there are so many other things you can do. Essentially, it's making time for the shit you enjoy. And and honestly, it's very interesting. A lot of women, when they come to work with me, they don't really know because they're so driven by work. They don't actually really know what they enjoy to do and what makes them tick. So here's a tip from the top. Don't let your to-do list consume you. Like create space because it's in that space that you you become more magnetic and you become more... um, you become more open to receiving magical synchronicities and meeting cool people in festivals like I did. So Joe, I'm interested, before you met me, do you feel that you were doing things that you enjoyed? Like how did you feel that your life was before you met me? Um, In like the recent months before. I was 
I'm, I'm, no, not completely. Um, I don't think I was actually particularly happy before I met you. Um, I, I was, my career was going well. I, I was happy with that side of it, but I think it was very much um, a, a, a lifestyle of just work, 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 party, party, party. And I don't really think I was necessarily like happy with myself, but then when we met, I, I, everything changed and I, I think I calmed down and, and um, I, um, I became a lot more of a happier person of myself and then actually I could focus on what the things I really wanted uh, which were being able to work throughout some of the year but then travel for a big chunk of the year which is what we've always done every every winter and um, we've kind of continued that dream ever since we we met really whereas I, I before we met I, I didn't really you weren't really making time for that. No, I wasn't really making time for that. So what you're saying, babe, is when I came into your life, life got much better. Life got better. <laughs> Whereas actually for me, it was life. the opposite. Like I, got worse. I, no, it didn't get worse. Though. It did get worse. It continued to get better. I was already very much on an upward tra trajectory. And um, that's what we want because, you know, I guess when we first met, you you know, you, you knew, you knew a good thing when you spotted it. And um, I very much got the sense that, you know, you you were super into me and you weren't going to let me go in that. And, and, you know, you showed up. You really, really showed up. And, yeah. and, and that was great. But I would always encourage uh, anyone who's listening to this that you want to get yourself in a good place. Because when I got into relationships, when I wasn't in a great place, then that person, you know, well... It, well, they might have felt the energy, but also I kind of clung to them because I wasn't, it was like, oh, you're the, the only thing good in my life. And, and then Absolutely. it would kind of end up suffocating it, you know? Yeah. Um, so have time for your own. Yeah, but, but you know, you to be fair though, babe, give yourself some credit because you did go off to Bali for six weeks, yeah. oh, like no, two no, weeks no. after we met, you know, and it's you were going to say, It's yeah. not to say that I didn't, but I think that my... It my, was a very my, big turning point, wasn't it? That period of your life. Yeah. And I, I think that my work-life balance wasn't as healthy as I think it is now. Yeah. Because I was so focused on I need to get every, take every single job I could physically take. So my career goes up. And as, as good as that is, it's got me to where I am in my career. It's um, it, it, it wore me out, I think, at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think a lot of people listening probably relate to that as well. Um, okay, so moving on to the secret to getting potential partners hooked on you from date one. So this is something we did really bloody well. And Reggae, like he's he's such an attention seeker. He's like banging about. Stop it. No, he thinks you're gonna throw that toy. You're not. Um, so we did this and it it served it served us the way that we met at this festival because I was there because I was running a workshop. And so when Joe and I met, um, well, actually, it was the second night we met and we actually got to speak properly when we bumped into each other again. We we just talked and we shared, you know, about ourselves and about what we wanted and where we were headed in our life. Like, I didn't hold back. I wasn't trying to play it cool. I shared my dreams and visions with Joe and they were fucking bold. And I could tell that like, you weren't used to someone being quite that like open and honest like I was very open about sharing my very sordid past you know within not didn't share everything but I was just you know 
I was in a place where I was very comfortable with myself and very clear on who I was and what I desired and where I was headed in my life. And so that's what I'd say is like, I think sometimes when people meet people in new dating contexts, there is this tendency to really like put on either the show of being cool and playing it a bit aloof or playing down their dreams or their weirdness or what makes you kind of you or your quirks playing it down and then because uh, you think that that's you don't want to come on come across too strong with the other person but actually you want them to like from the get-go you want to be clear are they into like are they going to be into me or not not into a performance that I'm putting on so do you remember our conversations when we met at wilderness yeah so how did it feel with me being so open about my vision for where I was headed and what I wanted for the future? Um, well, yeah, it felt it felt really. Um, it, it was a it was a beautiful moment, really. Uh, it was it was nice to be able to connect so intimately um, and be, be so open with me when we'd only just we'd only just met. Um, which I hadn't really, it kind of felt like we'd always known each other. You know, yeah. When you, it's, it's it's rare that you, and not to say it doesn't happen, but it's rare that you meet someone where that instantly it's like wow, it's like we've known each other for a lifetime. And like through those conversations, especially when we sat by the fire in the early morning, mm-hmm. um, and I felt I could really be myself, um, and I haven't hadn't really felt. It for for many years in various relationships that I've been in, that I could actually be a hundred percent who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was always an element of you like having to put on this persona or you know slightly pretend to be like this. But I think you kind of grow up to a point where like you know accept me for who I am or or else. But the way that, yeah, the way that it you make it easier for the other person to feel safe to open up and be themselves with you when you take the first step, you know, it's that permission slip. Now, what a bit just, you know, caveat here. I used to be someone who used to always overshare and I would I would tell like my entire life story and I'd tell too much. And actually it was super manipulative because I knew, oh, if I say that, then I'm going to get this reaction. And so it is being aware, like you like even if you're meeting someone and you really connect you don't necessarily need to share everything because that can be a bit not necessarily love bombing but like too open and you you want the dynamic to evolve organically but the key is to to just you know when you know who you are you know what makes you tick you know where you're headed everything I've been talking about or we've been talking about in this episode you can share that from day one from literally day one and ask them about those things too, because honestly, like you'd be surprised how how often people don't share those things, like really, like not like not really truthfully. Uh, and so, yeah, I really, really want you to to just know that it's super compelling when people own who they are, and um, and it really does. It gives you permission to show up as yourself warts and all there's I think I shared this in a podcast episode before but like one little thing that can be quite fun um in an early day or when you meet someone is just say like this is something you need to know about me to really know me and you can share something or you can say 
tell me one thing you don't want me to know about you. And it can be a bit playful and flirty, but actually you're opening up that energy of vulnerability and intimacy and openness. And, and it's really interesting to see how the other person reacts to questions like that. Because for me, I was like, I want to, I want to be with someone open and someone who is willing to kind of go there, even if they're not used to it and to talk about the deeper stuff, because if you're not now, like in your, you know, it's just not going to work. And I was, you know, I was just sort of over having dynamics that weren't the right fit. It just, I would rather be single than kind of get into another dating situation with someone which ended, you know, three to six months down the line, because ultimately we were just not the right match. So I hope this has been insightful. Um, don't forget again, download that free ebook, seven steps to a true power couple relationship in the show notes. Uh, my final word on this episode is remember that men have a vision too, you know, um, I, I think that I've, I didn't really get that before. I just kind of thought, oh yeah, men are just out to get sex and whatever. I didn't kind of give them enough, um, respect that they had dreams and goals and all these things as well. And, and ask them about it because you might be really surprised by what you hear. Um, and the sweet spot really is when your vision and their vision aligns. And that's what we experience. It's what so many of my clients have experienced. And it can take you off like on this incredible journey and adventure. And, you know, we're over seven years in now. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're just getting started as individuals and as a couple. And I can't wait to see what's next. Yeah. So any final word from you, babe? Um, well, I just want to sort of wish everyone um, peace and love, is my my famous sayings. And um, yeah, I don't know. Just just keep 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 being spreading good vibes, and um, and and something something positive will come of that. Hmm. If that makes any sense, it makes total sense, babes. <laughs> Good vibes. That's it. Sometimes that's, that's good vibes are essential. They are essential. Yeah, they are. And actually, I'm going to just add the to that. The vibes you have. Notice if there have. if there's a dynamic with someone you're dating, or even a group of friends, or whatever it is, and you just don't something feels off, and you don't feel like it's safe to be yourself, or you feel like you're being judged, or it feels like get the fuck away from those. That you don't need to have some big dramatic conversation necessarily, but notice where you are hanging around in spaces. And this can be work. This can be friendships, can be all sorts of spaces that don't feel good to you. And, you know, some of those just require a conversation because there's maybe an issue and it could be worked through. But some of those, it's just like, this is not a fit. This is not a match. It does not leave me feeling good. You want to spend as much time and then notice the, the dynamics, the spaces where you do feel fucking good. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, euphoric, but it just feels like safe. It feels easy. It feels like it flows. The more you can get yourself into spaces and energies um, like that, the more you are going to be in like, you know, emitting that energetic frequency and vibration of the type of partner and relationship that you want to attract and that was certainly the case for me before I met my now husband Joe so anyway my loves I hope this was enjoyable and we will catch you very soon and that's a wrap 
Thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope this episode served you and gave some practical insights and strategies around the next steps in transforming your love life from the inside out. Do come and let me know over on Instagram what resonated for you the most and why. I am at Persia Lawson. And if you want more tips and tools on how to become a vibrational match for the powerful, committed relationship that you deserve, check out my book, Love is Coming, as well as my programs and coaching containers over at persialawson.com. This website is also linked in this episode's show notes. And if you got value from this episode, I'd be so grateful if you'd like, subscribe, share, and or leave a quick review. This helps the podcast rank higher so it can reach other women who want or need the support. And to have your question answered, send it over to podcast at persialawson.com and we'll get to it ASAP. Until next time, I want you to remember that love is coming for you. But in the meantime, it's your responsibility to stop looking outside of yourself for the partner you want to get and start looking inside of yourself for the partner you want to be.